advertising through a recession. Although a recession hasn't been officially declared yet, it does seem that we're going that way. The only unknown right now is how deep is it going to be and how long is it going to last? Got a couple of guests coming up from Wizard of Ads who are going to talk about that very thing. But first, an email question that came in from Rick Fink, and he is talking about, asking about how we change the messaging as people are going back into business, as states are, are opening back up, as countries are opening back up. And here's the question. When the quarantines are lifted and commerce begins at more than just a trickle, should the message be different for a short window of time before going back to normal branding ads? My thought is, and what I'm recommending to my clients, is that for a short window, we go away from their normal ads and talk to people about what they need and want to know. And he gives an example. We are super excited about reopening our store. What has been only eight weeks seemed like eight years. We missed our customers and hope you missed us too. We're open and ready to see you uh, so that you and our employees stay safe and healthy. Here's what we're doing, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Here's a couple of thoughts on that. First and foremost, you know, the conversation with Stephen and uh, Jerry really did kind of focus on the, 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 the sameness that's out there. And we've seen so many examples now of how these ads during the coronavirus crisis have sounded the same. My guess is that as businesses start opening up, I think the ad space is going to fill up. There's going to be a lot of clutter there. There's going to be a lot of businesses suddenly jumping uh, into, into advertising and saying, hey, we're open, please come see us now. And my gut is saying that they're probably going to say something similar to what you wrote. They're probably going to say something, isn't it great to be open? Please come back in and see us. So that message right there is probably the one that I would steer away from. However, you asked uh, another question in your email about should we have an enticement, special, or a promotion? And I think that's kind of an interesting thing to ask. You know, businesses only get one grand opening. They only get one, one shot at that. Uh, and suddenly COVID-19 has given businesses the opportunity to have almost another grand opening. So if you're going to do some kind of a promotion or sale or enticement, uh, this is the time to go big. Because, again, there's going to be so much clamoring, so many businesses at so many times, particularly retail and restaurants and things like that, are going to be clamoring for people's attention. Uh, there's, there's probably just going to be this wall, this flood of ads that's going to come and say, you know, so if you're going to do a promotion, boy, it's got to be a big one. It's got to be something special. And, and think of it more like a grand opening. What would you do at the very beginning of a business's life to introduce itself to customers? Because that's kind of what's happening right now, particularly for the businesses that have been dark for a few weeks. All right, today on the Roundtable, Craig Arthur is in Northeastern Australia in Townsville, and he's talking about the fundamental principles in advertising and marketing that hold true no matter what the economy is doing. Chuck McKay is just outside LA, and he has some stories of businesses that came out of recessions in better shape than they went in and why. But let's start in Australia with Craig Garner, who's finally going to answer the question that I think a lot of us here in the Northern Hemisphere have asked for many, many years. What the heck is Vegemite? Vegemite is, is an Australian icon, and it, it's basically Roy tasted it when he came out to Australia, and he said it sort of looks like um, some sort of black broth or, or black jam, but it, it, tastes, it sort of tastes like hell. It's salty. It's bitter. It's, um, it's evil, but it's our national spread. It's something we all grow up with as kids and we've grown up with it 
each generation grows up with Vegemite on toast. There's, there's the right and the wrong way of actually using it. Um, we like to, you know, when, with our American friends, we like to offer them a spoonful of it to give them a taste, which uh, <laughs> is like having a, a spoonful of um, jalapenos or wasabi, yeah. I guess. Um, is there any is there any American equivalent where where you guys look at it and go why why are you eating that? Uh, well, as far as drinks go, you know, Dr Pepper. I reckon it tastes like medicine. It's just the most revolting thing ever. So, so I guess that's the story behind Vegemite. If you grow up with something, you you get used to it, and it's part of your life. Now, if it's there all the time, and if you get introduced to it as a kid, and it's just it's the breakfast spread you have. Um, you pass it on to your kids. Now, as far as brands go, that's your typical successful brand, isn't it? Your brand gets passed on from um, generation to generation. Now, Vegemite during World War II was a prime example of a company that really didn't have enough product to sell to the masses. Um, the reason behind it, the armed forces in Australia, they were buying up Vegemite in bulk because it was due to the nutritional value Lots of vitamin B, I think it's um, B12 or yeah, B1 and B2. And because it's really, it's the scum off the top of hops. Um, it's like a byproduct of, it's the waste product of beer or something. Oh, it sounds um, It does. It's, it's, it's a marvellous thing. So anyway, what happened, the army was buying all this up. So the general population didn't have access to it. Now, it had only been around in Australia for about 22 years pre-war. And... One of the ads that they ran, they kept running ads for Vegemite because it's one of those things, it comes back to um, if you keep mentioning something over and over again, it just stays with you. Now, they couldn't, they couldn't supply it, but this particular ad had this young little kid and they said he looked like a little cherub and he had a big digger's hat on his head. And the, the band that went around, um, uh, the hat on his head was what the diggers, the Australian Army, used to wear. And he had this big band that was too big for him. And you could see that, you know, he had his dad's hat on. And the ad rant, the, the headline was, he's doing his bit for dad. Young Peter loves Vegemite and his mother loves giving it to him. But he's not getting so much these days. As his mother says, it's nearly all gone to daddy, Peter. And she's right. The Vegemite is needed for our fighting men. So if you notice less Vegemite at your local shop, just remember that until we have won this war, a lot of it is going to the troops. Vegemite, the concentrated yeast um, extract, the richest source of combined vitamin B1 and B2, the food that keeps our troops fighting. Now, that was, it was something that I guess stirred the people. It was like those typical ads in the um, World War II with, you know, help, help the fight. Yeah. And so kids were helping the fight by not eating Vegemite. <laughs> but they kept advertising the whole way through the war because if they had have turned it off and gone dark, I guess, again, that, um, that tradition of having Vegemite would get lost. So yeah. it became an icon and it's our iconic food. If you talk, when Australians go overseas, they always talk about Vegemite. That's it's it's bananas to, to think of a company advertising a product that you can't go get. There's a parallel story in the United States, uh, Wrigley's Chewing Gum. Exact same thing during World War II. A lot of them were being sent over in uh, um, uh, packages for the troops, and you couldn't and at one point you couldn't buy it here. They kept advertising. And I think that brings us to you know that that's not necessarily an anomaly, Chuck. 
we've had 22 recessions in the United States since the last depression. But nonetheless, uh, businesses have, um, have found an advantage in downtimes. Some of them have. Because let's be honest, if, you're, if, the, if there's less money in circulation and you're feeling it in your cash register, the first reaction is, oh my gosh, we got to cut expenses. Uh, advertising, we don't really need that, cut it. And that's a, that's a perfectly common and maybe even natural reaction, but it's not a real smart one. Uh, because, you know, how, how fast does the train go once you unhook the engine? It, it's it, it's uh, short-term, it might help you. Long-term, it's going to hurt you because, uh, as you mentioned, there have been 22 recessions now from uh, the Great Depression until today. Nestle, during World War II, was America's top chocolate producer. They said, chocolate is rationed. There's no point in trying to sell any. Hershey didn't have any for sale either but they were advertising it heavily. And by the end of the war, Hershey was suddenly zooming to the number one chocolate position in America. They have never given it up. Mm. It's been Hershey and Nestle ever since. Um, same thing happened to Hellman's in the recession of uh, 81 and 82. They cut back advertising and they lost share to Kraft, who didn't. And Kraft has held the lead ever since. Uh, Jif peanut butter came out of the recession of 89 to 91 with sales up 57%. Bud Light was up 15%. Taco Bell up 40%. Pizza Hut up 61%. While McDonald's and Jell-O and Crisco and Green Giant and Doritos cut back their advertising and they each lost somewhere between 26 and 64% of the market they had before the recession hit. I've heard so it I think there's ample evidence that um, when everybody else is pulling back and hunkering down and they stop advertising because they think it's an expense, those people who continue advertising get a disproportionate share of voice automatically. Out of all the messages about this topic, you're hearing us more often. And that becomes roughly analogous to um, uh, share of market. Uh, I once had somebody, when I was sharing these uh, numbers with them, say, well, that's all big national brands. Uh, Heartland Pizza in Green Bay is not a national brand. They just had their best month in the history of the restaurant. They shut down the um, dining room and started contacting, by every means they could find, uh, customers and saying, hey, you remember how good the pizza is? We're working overtime. We're keeping our drive-through open later just to make sure that you get all of it that you need. And they're, they're expanding. A colleague of mine is working with some personal injury firms in Texas, Michigan, Illinois, and Florida. He said they're all ramping up their ad, ad spend because that's what they did in the last recession, and it helped them pretty dramatically. They're taking advantage of this again. There may be some value in reassurance and continuity. And that would indicate to me that you probably should not be changing your advertising and doing that smarmy um, uh, the car commercials where uh, we know times are tough. So we'll give you 90 days with no payments at all and extend this to 84 months. I, I'm sorry, you're not, you're not doing anything for me. You're trying real hard to push uh, a car 
that's benefiting you. But how about um, farmer's insurance? I think this is a great example. Farmers has been using the phrase, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two for what, three or four years now? And they, they tackled this straight on and they said, In 90 years at Farmers, we thought we'd seen it all, from fires and hurricanes to animal antics we could laugh about later. But we haven't seen this. So Farmers is reducing auto premiums by 25%, extending payment due dates, and expanding coverage for the delivery drivers who are carrying us through. And then we'll do the next thing, and the thing after that, until this is another thing we've seen and done. And and it isn't even so much the price reduction, Johnny, as it is, uh, I'm going to talk to you as one person to another, and oh, by the way, I recognize you're hurting, but I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm just going to say, yeah, I recognize that you're hurting. It seems easy for uh, a trio of marketing consultants to say, for God's sakes, continue your marketing. But this, this really is a marketing opportunity, and I hope that doesn't sound crass, uh, because we look for holes in the marketplace. What are you saying to your clients right now, Craig? Uh, it's, well, it's the same. I've actually been passing on your videos and your um, blog posts to them because they're brilliant with what you're saying. And the thing I liked about what you said, you were very, um, I, I think you put it, you, you, you can come across as crass. You can come across as, yeah, just keep advertising, but not everyone can afford to. And that's the reality of it. I guess some of the local people, they can't afford to do that. Um, but the beauty is, if they can do something, they just need to keep doing something. It might be a reduction. It might be, it might have to go just to Facebook. It, it, whatever they have to do, as Chuck said, a lot of people have to pivot and change and come up with different ways of doing things. Um, but they have to keep doing stuff, going black or going dark, just, yeah, is, is a, it's a bad strategy. But as Chuck said earlier too, you know, that's the probably the local, um, the logical reaction that people um, that the people do when there's my wife going walking, <laughs> that walking a kangaroo? Low. what was that? No, no, that was my wife walking low. Um, <laughs> oh, the joys of zoom at home. <laughs> no, yeah. As, as, as Chuck says, um, I, I look at it this way, advertising and the, the metaphor or the analogy or whatever you want to, you know, what you call it, there's there's lots of different ways of looking at it. There's basic principles. That's what we teach, isn't it? At Wizard of Ads, we teach principles. So forget the examples. Just look at principles. Principles come down to we're all fit and we're all going to the gym. So we just stop. Coronavirus makes us stay at home and we stop exercising. What happens to us? when we come out the other side, we're all going to be soft and like jelly. Now, if we keep exercising and we come out the other end, guess what? We're miles ahead of all the people who have just stopped exercising. If it was a competition, all the Olympic athletes, can you imagine the ones that just stopped during this time? Most of them, they're all exercising still. Or if you look at advertising or marketing is really about a relationship. So say if you were um, to use an old word courting, courting somebody that you that you liked if you just one day just stop calling them or fronting up with a rose each day and saying i love you um what happens they start to forget about you and so 
I wrote, an, I wrote a piece about what advertising can and can't do a while back. And the two things that most people think advertising brings in customers, that's it, period. Um, they think we'll run an ad and we'll have a customer. Yes, that's true. But the biggest thing that advertising does is actually remind existing customers and create repeat purchases. Um, because it comes down to my daughter taught me this really fun and interesting game that's it's evil as well because it's stuck in my head in in the in the loop that just goes around. It's called Spotto. Have you ever heard of Spotto? Played the game Spotto? No, this is okay. New. Yeah. So you're in a car and you're driving along, and if you see a yellow car, you call out Spotto. So the first one to call out Spotto gets a point. And once we get to our destination, the one with the most points wins. So it's a simple game. But it goes back to um, once you're consciously aware of something, you start to see it everywhere. Now, you've probably never noticed yellow cars before. It's the same as, you know, when you buy a car and the people say, what happens the moment you drive off the lot? You start to see your car everywhere. Um, so Spoto is that perfect example of once people are aware of something, they see it everywhere. So it's the same with advertising. Once you have a customer once, your advertising and marketing then keeps reminding them of the experience they had the last time. So you better make sure you had a, you gave them a good one that first time. But what it does, as I said, your ad will jump out at them, constantly reminding them. And that's what all of these companies have done in the past. It's just that constant reminder of we're here for you. And you don't have to be creepy. I think I just saw on um, Facebook something about, yeah, Toyotas, your car dealers have gone from buy a Toyota to, you know, in these troubling times in this, you know, buy a Toyota. They, they haven't really changed anything. As Chuck said, you gave the example, they've just put something on the front of buy, a, buy what we sell. But if you keep that repetition up of people, you're there in their life constantly, the moment that the floodgates open and people can go out and buy again, naturally you're going to be the one that it's been there with them the whole time. Um, so that's just the core thing. I think advertising is really all about existing customers and creating that repeat purchase. And if you turn that off over time, yeah, gravity drops, as Chuck said, you take the wagon away from the engine off the wagon and um, momentum stops. It's the same with a rocket, all that energy that you've got the rocket up, you turn off the engine, what happens? It falls back to earth. So it's, it's a common thing. You turn things off, and it, you've got to start again. So it's a basic principle. Um, but as you pointed out, you have to have the, I guess it's the, the courage to look beyond what's happening now and the courage that it will, it will be good at the end. Um, and that's why we have to look at principles and, and part in history. And we have seen those commercials uh, ad nauseum that are mentioning, hey, we understand it's the coronavirus and, and they're with you. Uh, Chuck, if that's what you don't say, what do you say? Well, I think a great example is one I heard just the other day. Uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, or KFC as they are these days, uh, are now finger washing good. And I don't think you have to be afraid of demonstrating a little bit of humanity through humor or warmth or generosity, just something to relate person to person. So we've just adapted to the times. We haven't mentioned that it's 
you know, coronavirus or virus or whatever, because we don't have to. Everyone's mentioning that. They need to hear things that aren't mentioning that. Because um, I think, Johnny, you've done some brilliant things on what people should say. What's, so what's your take on a good example of what people are saying now and what they should say? I think you've, you've documented some of those. Yeah, I have. And I, I think a rule of thumb, because Craig, you said getting back to our, our principles and our foundational things, gosh, one of the things we say so often at Wizard of Ads is don't answer a question that nobody is asking. So the first thing I would want to know from a business is, are you getting questions on this? Uh, and and if, it's, if it's, you know, three out of 10 calls, I don't think you have to advertise anything. Yeah, now if it's if it's 70% of the calls you're getting are asking, hey, are you open and what are you doing and how are you handling business, then it might make sense to address it in some way. Uh, but I think the I think the right thing to do is just acknowledge this is what we're doing, this is how we do business. Um, it's yes, it's a little different. People will, will pick up on that intuitively. Um, but here's why this is a benefit for you. You know, it's it's uh, now you can order our tacos online or now you can have the car dealer bring the car to you for a test drive. I mean, those kinds of things uh, are genuine benefits for the customer. And that's ultimately what you're going to want to say. And I just don't think there's any advantage of reminding them of the thing that they already know is happening. Chuck, you said there are ways to acquire and keep customers during these recessionary times. What are some of those steps? Well, one of the first has very little to do with advertising, and that's start start collecting the contact information for every single customer who comes through your store and start emailing them, start uh, reaching them any way you can. Uh, if you're going to do it on social media, go ahead and do it on social media, but start, start communication one-on-one -on -one with people who are going to recognize that uh, you know what? Uh, you're not just treating them as if they were another customer. I was telling somebody the other day about um, now's the time really to fix all the things that you've been wanting to fix for a long time that you haven't had a chance to. Um, I told the story of in Australia, Australia was technically not discovered. Well, that's what the, the white guys say, but it was um, the first Englishman to put a flag in Australia was Captain Cook. Now, Captain Cook was a brilliant um, navigator, sailor, um, a map, brilliant at mapping. But what happened, he hit the barrier reef once and he um, put a hole in his ship. Now, in those days, they were, they were very good at, I think, putting a sail, wrapping a sail and wrapping ropes around. And the, the ship could still go. Um, it could still float and it could still travel, but it had a great hole in it. And what he had to do was um, take it up this little inlet and find a river and, and beach, beach the ship, put it on its side, expose the hole, go into the bush, try and find um, some trees to cut down and fix the hole so that it was running at 100%, well, sailing at 100% again. Most businesses have been running like Captain Cook ship the Endeavour with holes with, they've been, they've been operating okay, but they haven't had a lot of their back-end um, systems right their advertising probably hasn't been running as well as it should but guess what it's been running and it's been ticking over but they haven't stopped to take the time to fix these things because life gets in the way business gets in the way just like captain cook now's the time to expose those things look at it and fix them so we've we've never had such a great opportunity to really work on our business and fix all those things the customer experience fix the customer experience 
the little things that have been niggling that you've wanted to do, now's the time to do it. Because once the tide comes in again, if Captain Cook hadn't have plugged the hole, he'd still have a ship with a hole in it. Um, so now's the time basically to fix that hole. So when the tide pops up, you're going to float and be uh, even more successful than before. So I find it, Chuck mentioned it too, it's a great opportunity to grab market share, but it's a great opportunity to make your business run smoother. Really look at the customer experience on your website, in store, in your advertising, and you know, start to look after people probably even more than you've done in the past. So my big thing is, yeah, fix stuff. If you have any questions or ways that we might be able to help you out, put them in the comments below, or you can write directly to one of the wizards you saw in today's episode, their email coming up right now.